This is an IELTS Energy Podcast special episode. Don't get salty about this new English slang. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. You know you must use a variety of vocabulary to score seven or higher on IELTS, but did you know one of the best ways to do this is by using slang? Today, you'll learn four new slang words that are perfect for speaking part one. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going today? Hey there, Aubrey. I'm feeling great. I'm excited to be over here on the IELTS Energy Podcast. I know. It's always fun, I think, for our listeners to hear your voice. They don't hear you enough over here on IELTS Energy enough these days. So glad to have I'm, you here today. <laughs> I'm always hanging out over on the All Ears English Podcast, which is actually what we're going to be talking about today. There's a lot of great IELTS gold over there on All Ears English. Absolutely. So much great vocabulary, idiomatic language, and what we're talking about today, slang. Lindsay and I recently recorded an amazing episode on Allers English about slang. And if you're not following the Allers English podcast, you missed it. So we're going to <laughs> share it with you today and make sure you guys know what you're missing over there. You need it when you're practicing for IELTS. Yeah, exactly. On IELTS Energy, we only publish on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Isn't that right, Aubrey? Yep, exactly. But over on Allers English, guys, we publish Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So you could technically fill in your gaps for your IELTS prep for vocabulary and other skills on Monday and Thursday. Right? Absolutely. Right. And every episode, whenever you and I record over there, I'm always thinking, oh, I hope my IELTS students are hearing this. I hope yes. our IELTS listeners, because it's always so much great vocab that can definitely be used on IELTS or that you're going to see on your reading exam here on your listening exam. So it's a really great practice. Exactly. And so let's get into a little bit more about what we're going to be playing for our episode for our students, our listeners here, what they're going to hear in today's special episode. A yes, bit you more. guys are going to learn four new slang phrases, but that are definitely they've been adopted into the culture, into our vernacular. Mm -hmm. And so the examiner will know them. The examiner will be impressed when you're able to use this informal vocabulary. Mm -hmm. You guys have heard from us. You must have both formal and informal vocabulary to show that that range of vocab that's required for a seven or higher on your vocabulary score. Exactly. I love it. And you, the, the examiner might not just be impressed. They might be surprised, right? Because that's I true. think a lot of IELTS students probably rely on textbooks, you know, prep textbooks that wouldn't have this vocab because it is really, really new. Exactly, right? They're going to be impressed that you're maybe on TikTok or watching or listening to our podcast to learn this newer slang. It is it's perfect true. for general task one letters when you have to hit okay. that informal tone. Okay. And IELTS speaking part one, when the questions are so informal and personal, you need slang, you need yeah. phrasal verbs, right? This is how you make sure that your tone is more informal. 
I love it. So speaking part one and general task one letter. So good. So important to know exactly where this slang goes, right? Because we don't necessarily put it everywhere, but there are very specific places to put it on the exam. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. On speaking part three, writing task two, that's where you're needing your more formal vocabulary because it's much more formal, serious topics. So you're just trying to get the appropriate tone for what is the question, right? So that's where we need slang. And it really is the easiest way to hit that informal tone. So you want to make sure you know a lot of slang so that whatever the topic is, you're ready. I love it. So good. So we're going to play this episode from Allers English for you guys in just a minute. But first, I want to make sure you go ahead and add Allers English to your listening queue, especially for those Mondays and those Thursdays when you're looking for more listening practice that's going to inspire you and you're looking for that vocabulary. It's on the Allers English podcast, guys. So open your search bar right now, wherever you're listening and type in All Ears English. You're going to see the show along with our others, and you want to hit that follow button right now. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and hear this episode so you guys can learn this amazing slang. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going? How are you? I'm excellent. I have a fun question for you. Okay, I'm ready. When's the last time you were salty? Oh, salty, salty. Wow. Good question. I can be a little salty, a little testy sometimes, especially when it comes to, yeah, I guess, you know, um, yeah, game playing, cheating in games, that kind of thing that can come That's out sometimes. Too. That's when I get salty. <laughs> Just yesterday with my siblings, we, if someone disagrees about a rule, sometimes people are like super chill, like I'm fine with whatever. I'm not always that way. If I feel like yeah. there's a, a way that makes a lot more sense yes. and someone's really pushing back, I'll get a little testy. Get I'll a get a little, little salty. And, yes. and then if I don't get my way, right, if people decide to go with what they, you know, Ooh. with a different way and I disagree or something feels unfair, that's when I really get salty. I get worse. kind of, yeah. It's, yeah. You it's go from to salty immediately to testy. Be okay with it. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is great. Why are we talking about a table condiment right now, Aubrey? What are know, we even right? talking salt. about? Yeah. slang, guys, and it's new slang. We got a really great question about this word and natives are using it more and more as well as some other new slang words that we are going to share today so that you guys understand them when you hear them and can use them in conversation. Yeah, not only are we going to show you the words, we're going to show you the intonation that goes along with it too, right? When this word is spoken, you know, you're you're a little salty today, right? There's an intonation there mm-hmm. um, that's really fun to use, guys. We're going to show you everything you need to know. But first, Aubrey, what should our listeners make sure they do right now so they don't miss a single episode of All Ears English? Yes, guys, hit follow wherever you listen to your podcast. Four episodes every week. You don't want to miss any of them. So follow All Ears English wherever you find podcasts. You got it. All right. This is a great question. I'm going to read the question from Canon Okagawa from Japan. Here we go. Are you ready, Aubrey? Yes. Here we go. I am Kenan Okagawa, originally from Japan and studying currently in the U.S., My American friends often use an adjective salty, not as a description of taste, but in the other meaning. I looked it up in the Urban Dictionary, but they explained it in so many ways that I got confused. Could you teach me how to naturally use the word salty? Thank you. What a good question. I'm excited about this one because I love it when our listeners send in questions that are so incredibly up to date. Yes, exactly right. This is newer slang. We've talked um, lately in a few episodes about some words that are 
going out of style yeah. so that aren't used as much. All the words we're sharing today, you're going to hear them a lot on TV, on social media. People are using mm -hmm. them a lot. It's new slang that's getting very popular. Exactly. This is so good. And did you mention this in the IELTS Energy podcast over there with Jessica? You guys are over there yes. twice a week. Where did you mention it over there? What does it have yeah. to do with IELTS? We shared it as a really great adjective to use on IELTS, right? Mm -hmm. Salty just means annoyed or irritated. And it's a very good adjective for the IELTS exam because you have to use slang to get that variety of vocabulary. So it's yes. episode 977 called The Skinny on Slang for speaking part one, because we also talked about the skinny shook flex some other right. new slang so don't miss that to get some of that great new slang too new slang this is why we don't learn english through textbooks anymore right because the textbooks cannot teach you new slang right this is where you get it right here at dollars english so good yeah, all right language is evolving it's right evolving. You learn how natives actually use it exactly aubrey so what would be let's get into a little more context around salty for our listeners yeah, let's give some examples. So just like okay. Lindsay and I were saying, if you get irritated or annoyed about something, mm -hmm. this is a great, it's a little more playful yeah. to say, oh, he's salty instead of he's annoyed or he's ir irritated, right? You might say, yes. he got really salty when I took the last shopping cart. Imagine <laughs> you're grocery shopping, you take the last one and you see the person behind you is super annoyed. Oh. That'd be a fun way to tell a friend like, ooh, he got kind of salty when yeah, I Yeah, the look of death, right? People can <laughs> say a lot with their facial expressions. Uh, I think sometimes totally. people don't realize how much they say. I try to tone down my facial expressions because I think I'm really expressive and too much. People get the wrong ideas sometimes about things. Um, and it's just not good. Like, we got to just calm down a little bit sometimes. Yes, I'm the same. I'm super expressive. You can tell exactly what I'm thinking. Sometimes I'm like, okay, chill the face. Chill the face. Everything's fine. Right. Don't you wish you were a bit more of a closed book? Like people couldn't yes. quite know what was going on, like a little more mysterious. I kind of know. Wish that I will sometimes. have someone say like, oh, did that upset you? Upset? I'm like, oh, I didn't want them to know that upset me. Why can't I control my face? It's all right here. I know. I hate that. Oh, no. Yeah. So is this here's a question about salty. Is mm -hmm. this used more often? Um, uh, to describe a woman or a man, or is it both? Would you say? I feel equal. I feel like it's okay. very gender neutral, right? Anybody who's irritated, I would yeah. describe them as salty. And it's salty. fun just to use it alone, yeah. right? If you see someone that's upset, you might just be like, ooh, you're salty, right? <laughs> if you see they're just a little irritated, a little frustrated, and it often diffuses the situation because it's playful. If you called them out and said, oh, you're clearly annoyed, you're irritated, that yeah. wouldn't you know, it's not playful. It might make it worse. But yes. saying, oh, playfully, you're a little salty. They might yeah, chuckle. That they might fun. laugh and be like, you're right. That's so silly that I'm upset. Yeah, guys, that's a connection strategy, right? Put a little humor into things. Don't always make it so immediately stressful if someone's upset. There's another way that I like to use salty more about kind of just a person in general in, a, in an endearing way. So I envision so over the weekend, we were up in uh, in Frisco, Colorado, we went camping. Um, and we went to a ended up in a little shop, a Boston sandwich shop. And the lady at the at the uh, front desk was very she's just a typical salty Boston woman, older Boston woman, like she had her Boston accent coming out. They had pictures of the all the sports, all the like Bruins, nice. the Red Sox, everything up there. She's like, what do you want? Right. Like right. Just up front. Just wanted the order. No nonsense. But it's not a, it's not an insult. It just means she's a little salty, a little like fast. You know, give me your order. Right. I just want your order and I want to take your money. And let's go. And here's your food. It's good food. Everything's fine. But she's a little salty. 
Yes, right. This is a little, and I can see why. This is why Canon um, Okegawa wrote yeah. this in because when you see on Urban Dictionary, there are sort of multiple uses. It's really yes. not that straightforward to say it always means irritated. Yes, because this woman, she's probably not really irritated. She's no, just like a no personality. Tell yes. it like it is. She's not super cheerful. She's not smiling at you and exactly. saying right. Exactly. And we would also call that salty. So it's yes. a little more like no nonsense, serious as no well, nonsense. whether you're irritated or not. Yeah, this is something you're going to probably find a lot more on the East Coast than the West Coast. <laughs> Speaking totally. of, you know, the geography of the United States, we had a guest on recently who talked about New York City etiquette and etiquette crimes in New York City. And one of them was spending too much time in the deli line. You may encounter someone Ooh, yeah. salty behind the deli bar. So don't spend too much time ordering your deli sandwich in New York City. Good stuff. Yeah, or the person behind you might get salty. Yeah, if you're taking New too York long, they're going to be like, hurry it up. We got things to do. They can get salty. So, <laughs> so guys, this is not just for a moment in time of a mood. It's also to describe an actual person and kind of their, their permanent character. But it's but it's not an insult exactly. All right. No, so, exactly. It's playful. It's yeah, fun. Playful. Right. Yeah. Though okay. you might get an earful if you tell that lady to her face that you think she's salty. Oh, I would never do <laughs> that. I wouldn't risk it. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> okay, let's do another one. This one's really fun. Teenagers especially are using it all the time, but I'm starting to see it everywhere. TV, movies, it hear is, it on the radio. Yeah. It's the word bougie. Yep. Which yep. means it's sort of marked by a concern for wealth, possessions, maybe respectability. Yep. And we use it as an adjective to describe people as well as things, decorations, food. I've heard <laughs> avocado toast described as bougie. Because <laughs> so it's like a little fancier, right? Yes. Yes. I love this. It's so true. Yeah. And, and this is being used a lot more in my world, too. I'm hearing this a lot more. So I totally concur with you here, Aubrey, that this is English of the moment. Totally. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys want to understand what people mean and be able to use it. It's actually short for bourgeoisie, the bourgeoisie, the French word meaning middle class. Uh -huh. It began as a reference for those who preferred to live in cities in France instead of the countryside. And now it's used to refer to sort of the materialistic middle class a little bit. Yeah. Which falls below those who are very wealthy. Right. right. Um, but we most often in the United States, when people say bougie, they're not thinking about the bourgeoisie whether that's where this board came from no, or not. No, no, they no, just no, are no. wanting to say like, oh, you think you're fancy or oh, that's a little yeah. fancy, right? Or you just have a nice like pair of pajamas. Oh, bougie pajamas, so bougie. right? Like they're just, they look expensive and comfortable or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's use a couple examples. This is yes. perfect, right? To say, my mom is going wine tasting with her bougie friends. Okay, right? so there, that's good. So they're just being used as an adjective. Right. Mm -hmm. So good. In front of a noun. I love that. Interesting. Yes. Describing and the friends. Mm -hmm. Like this it has to do with a little bit of what they're doing. It's a little bit bougie to go wine tasting because it's yeah. sort of denoting a certain amount of wealth. Yeah. But also her friends. Right. She's we're not talking about her. I don't know. Country friends that are, you know, if her friends are a little bougie because they like wine tasting. Right. The type of women who would like to go wine tasting, you can call them bougie. A little bougie. <laughs> yeah. It's a little expensive at times to go wine tasting. 
tasting, right? So that would qualify as a bougie activity. And avocado toast also does because it can be very overpriced. Exactly Uh, right. Look at him with his bougie avocado toast. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. The little cafe down the street from my house. I do not buy food there because it's, I think they charge you like $19 for an avocado toast. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's Um, very bougie. Yeah. Guys, (laughs) look. they're putting all this other fancy stuff on it. Right. right. There's uh, just like cayenne pepper and all these Mm. things. Guys, check out the episode that I did with Anna Tyree about breakfast and how breakfast has changed in the U.S. and the U.K. We talked about bougie, boozy brunch in the U.S. and how this this has become a trend in the United States. You know, this bougie atmosphere of fancy food for brunch and and booze and drinks and all that stuff. So check that episode out. All right. I have to share with you guys two quick examples since I wrote this episode just a couple days ago that my daughter used both of these. Whoa. We were making crepes for Fourth of July breakfast with like Nutella and strawberries. And she just walked in and was like, ooh, bougie, just to have crepes, right? <laughs> just that the breakfast was a little nice, a little fancy chocolate and strawberries on a crepe, like That's French nice. bougie. Yeah, I love that. And, what's and then the other one example? more, we were getting dressed to go up to go out for dinner. I'm not looking that fancy, but maybe I have earrings on and yeah, some earrings. nice shoes. And mm-hmm. she just said, you're looking bougie. bougie. Uh, <laughs> that's how you know a, a word is coming back into style. The kids are using it all the time, right? All the time. That's yes, so, so funny. Fun. But this is not a word that's going to make you uh, sound like a teenager either. That's the thing I like about these two words so far. Yes, the teenagers are using it a lot, but it's not going to make you sound like you're 17, guys, if you're using it either right it's not a young person word it's definitely trending but anyone can say it it's not like oh don't say that unless you're a teenager right exactly i love that's important okay good all right aubrey we have another word i'm excited for this one what is this that we want to teach our listeners it's really fun so tea or spilling the tea which means sharing gossip or maybe a dramatic story it's really similar to the more outdated expression spill the beans we don't really say that anymore people now would be like spill the tea meaning like tell me tell me the news Uh, Oh, this is so funny. Okay, you're going to laugh at me so much. But until now, I thought I actually thought that this expression was spill the tea, like tea standing for something. I don't know what I didn't know what it was. (laughs) That's so adorable. I probably only know because my daughter. No, that's not true. I've listened to a couple podcasts where I feel like they say this all the time. Like, we've got some tea for you guys. We're going to spill the tea. But you just didn't realize it's tea. I thought it was tea. I didn't know what the tea stood for. I was like, what is that so, so i've been hearing this a lot all right know, Lindsay, i'm learning so much today. on this show from you aubrey it's great i love it all right so sharing gossip um here's some examples right you won't believe what i found out i have got the t and in my yes. head that would have been just the letter t the letter but no t, which, that's wrong what's that stand for <laughs> here's another one spill the tea i want to know what happened on your date so this is a great way to say like give me the good give me the news that's spill the so- tea That's so funny. Okay, I love it. So guys, also very common. I'm hearing this even just within my own house in the last couple of weeks. So we could not get more current than we are now. And again, right? Not just teenagers saying this. I'm hearing it on podcasts, TV, movies. You'll hear this all the time. Use it, right? And now you're going to know that it's not the letter T like Lindsay. (laughs) 100%. I love it. All right. And the next one, I think we've touched on this on another episode, guys, about dating. But this is good because again, something that the kids are using and adults are using too. 
ghosting or ghosted. What does this mean, Aubrey? Yeah, it means to stop communication or interaction with someone, usually via social media or text. Mm -hmm. So you might say like, I haven't heard from her in days. I think she ghosted me. Means I might never hear from her again. She isn't texting me. Yeah, we definitely don't recommend doing this, guys. It's so mean, right? You know, the dating world is hard, but don't do this to people. It's so mean. Um, here's the next example. I never texted him back. He He's probably mad I ghosted him, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly right. You're right. It is mean. It's so much better to communicate and be honest and open, but it's so much easier to just ghost it's somebody. so much easier. I know. Just oh. to not. Yes. Okay, here's a question. When do you think it qualifies as ghosting? Like, okay, how many usually it's it's usually on a like in a date situation, a dating situation most More of often, the time, yes, right? For sure. So, at what point after how many dates in your mind Aubrey does it qualify as ghosting? I think after, after one date. Just like, one. On okay. One date if you yeah. never hear them for, like if you're texting like that was really fun. I'd love to go out again. And you never hear them from them. It's again. ghosting. They okay. You. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I think you're right. I was thinking maybe it should have been three dates where it would merit like a response. A but I think everyone no. deserves a reply. If they spent even yeah. an hour with you, they deserve like, oh, this isn't going to work out for me. Just be honest. You know what I mean? Right? Guys? Yeah. I know. I would actually prefer something a little harsh and blunt like so sorry, it's not going to work out rather yes. than waiting and checking your text messages every few minutes. That's it's oh, the worst. terrible to be in that place. It's the worst. It's the worst. So, Aubrey, should we go into a role play for our listeners? Yeah, let's do it. So here we're co-workers mm -hmm. chatting during a lunch break, which brings up the good point that all of this is appropriate for that informal conversation you have with co-workers. Oh my gosh, 100%. Over coffee, over lunch, definitely. More than appropriate. We want you to use these guys yes. because this is how you build real connection. It's not through the formal English that we teach you in our business course, right? Although in that business course, we do teach you informal English too. It's through these moments of connection, these informal moments where you're commenting on someone's bag. Oh, bougie. Where'd you get yes. it? I like it. Right. Things like that. Can yeah. We... And I know so I know sometimes listeners might worry this like, oh, if it's slang, I yeah. don't know if people could be offended. Like you don't know. All of right. these are not offensive, no. are fun no. and playful. And yeah, so You're good these to go. all can be used. You're in sure. the safe zone here with these yes. words, guys. <laughs> um, so here you and I are coworkers and we're chatting during that lunch break, as we said. OK, here we go. So how did your date go last week, Aubrey? Oh, not great. It was kind of a weird date. Oh, yeah, we'll spill the tea. Well, he was super late. You know, I hate that. Oh, I hate that, too. I get pretty salty when people are on time. Yeah. And then he was super bougie bragging about his new BMW. He even told me how much he spent on his shoes. Oh, so no second date. Nope. I totally ghosted him, <laughs> which I wouldn't actually do that. I would have let him know. Maybe. Oh, no, I probably would. I don't know. I haven't dated in a long time, guys. Yeah. I, I would maybe be the one that ghosts somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like That's confrontation. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. No, guys. Uh, so this is important to know. Talking about how much you spent on something. We've talked about this on the podcast with Michelle before. That's definitely a faux pas, really, in any situation. Uh, in last year with someone you're very close to, and you're discussing a deal, right? Some you that's both different. want that item. That's a different thing. That's a special situation. But anytime you, know, you never want to talk about, oh, this cost me X amount of money, right? right. We don't Either want to telling do someone how much you spent or asking someone how much oh. they spent are both yes. just awkward. Don't do yes. it. <laughs> don't do it, guys. Avoid it, especially in American culture. But in other cultures, Aubrey, I mean, what about in, for example, in French culture, in Belgium? I mean, do you know if it's okay to 
to talk about that in those I cultures? never heard it come up in polite conversation. Nobody ever asked me how much I spent on something or right. how much I make and and vice versa. So I I feel like all of the cultures that I've really gotten to know well, it also is just not something that you would talk not about. Not in good taste. It's, it yeah. sounds a little braggy if you're braggy. saying how much. And it's just a little um, inappropriate to ask someone else what they're spending yeah. on the house or, or exactly. shoes or anything. Yeah, it's like bad taste. It's in bad yeah, taste, I would in say. bad taste. Good. I agree. So let's go back through these words here. So spill the tea. As we know, it's T-E-A. It's that stuff you put in your cup. Okay, so spill the tea. So you said, not great. It was kind of a weird date. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, spill the tea. Right? Meaning like, tell me the details, right? Yes. That's what this means. Spill the tea. Give me all the dirt. Give me all the gossip. <laughs> Give me all the gossip. Yes, perfect. And then what did I say, Aubrey? Then you said, oh, I get pretty salty when people aren't on time. And this is one for me, right? If I'm, especially if it's kind of urgent, like we need to get somewhere else. I'm waiting. Yes. I do get a little salty. I get, get a little salty. irritated if people aren't on time. Yes, me too. I like to be on time. I like to be on yeah, time. Me too. Uh, and then you said, and then he was super bougie, bragging about his new BMW. And he even told me how much he spent on his shoes. So and I think bougie. this is good to note, like this is definitely being used more negatively here, right? I'm saying, oh, he's so bougie bragging about his fancy BMW. Right. I certainly could have said it in a positive note if I had liked the date and be like, ooh, he took me to this bougie restaurant that was yeah. awesome. Yes. Right. So this, there isn't necessarily a connotation built into the word bougie. It all depends right. on context. It can be a very good thing or it yes. can be kind of a bad thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And then I said, so no second date. And you said, nope, I totally ghosted him. Now, well, we can talk another day here, but you put totally right in before mm. ghosted. How does that change the meaning real quick for a bonus for our listeners? Yeah. So this is kind of me being silly and playful, right? Because I could just say I ghosted him, but that's yeah. kind of serious. That sounds yes. mean. Yeah. And I, I recognize that this is something I probably shouldn't have done. So I'm using mm -hmm. totally to make it a little more playful. My, yes. con my pronunciation would also be like, I totally ghosted him. Yeah. Like, trying to be funny. And I'm, I'm sort of feeling like, he deserved it because he right. was a jerk bragging about how much he spent on his shoes. Totally. And that's something you could do on the IELTS exam too, Aubrey, right? To Im oh, increase yeah. your pronunciation score, adding that yes. totally. And then we highly recommend having like super yeah. way totally in yeah. order to use those easy adjectives that are very slang to get that variety of vocab for a seven or higher on IELTS. Yeah, I think that is a really, really smart way to go about the IELTS exam. Guys, go and find the IELTS Energy podcast over there. Jessica and Aubrey are over there twice a week. So good. What's the takeaway for our listeners today? Yeah, it's just like you were saying, English is constantly evolving and slang is constantly evolving, right? Yes. Some of it goes out of style. Other words get adopted. It's really important to know which ones you can and should be using and which ones we want to leave for the teenagers. There's so many my daughter says that I wouldn't say she would be mortified if yeah. I said them, right? Like yeah. sus is a good example. Oh, She'll be like, oh, you're sus, meaning oh. sort of like suspicious. Leave that wow. for the teenagers. Yeah, leave that We're not going to teach you to no. use that. You want to know which ones you can use, right? Yeah, we're showing you ones that, again, like I already said, not going to make you sound like a teenager. Uh, adults use this and we use slang because there's an there's kind of an in-group, out-group thing going on when we use slang, guys, right? This is what language does. And we want you to be on the inside in connection with your coworkers, with your friends, with these people. And so when you use this slang, it creates kind of 
I don't know, a familiarity between you and that person. So use yes, them and exactly. have fun with You're it. You're bringing them into yeah. your inner circle. Like yes. you're both aware of this word that's very inside American culture, new mm-hmm. and trending without yes. having to say that it's just automatic. You just know like, okay, yeah. we're both on the inside here. Mm, so take the chance, guys, take the risk, practice these, use them and see what happens and then let us know. All right, good stuff. All right, Aubrey, good times as always. I will see you on the next one very soon. Awesome. Bye-bye, Take Lindsay. Care. Bye. I love all of this slang. <laughs> Spill the tea, I think, is especially useful for the IELTS exam because think about this, guys. You can use it as a filler phrase on yeah. speaking part one. <laughs> Lindsay, how could we do that? I think it's so smart. Oh, my God. Well, if you're asked about your favorite restaurant, you know, you can always say, OK, I'm going to spill the tea here. Now, there's an amazing spot near my home that's a hidden gem that no one knows about. It's the cutest little Thai restaurant and their green curry is out of this world. I love that. Nice. Oh, it's such a high level answer. That is a very high scoring answer. And if you need just a second to think about what you want to say, this is a great filler to be like, okay, I'm going to spill the tea. It really right? is so Just good. like you learned, this is pretty versatile to be able to just have something to say. And you're just saying, I'm going to share something that not everybody knows. It really is so good. And we've talked on other IELTS episodes about waking up the examiner. Now, they do so many of these tests on a Saturday afternoon. They're sitting there. They might be tired. And you, by using a a slang like that, spill the tea, which is so native and natural. I mean, my friends Mm -hmm. say it all the time. You're just going to wake them up. They're going to enjoy being with you in that room. And they're likely to give you a higher score. Definitely. It's such a good point. Like, first of all, you're hitting that variety of vocabulary. They're seeing the slang. Oh, perfect for part one. And mm-hmm. I love that thought that you're waking them up, right? <laughs> you're setting yourself apart. And that is what makes, you know, vocabulary higher band is it do, do students use it often? Does the examiner hear it all the time? If so, it's band six at best, right? Spill right. the tea. Not every student knows how to use this or is comfortable using it. So practice so that you can impress the examiner and raise those scores. It's so true. And Aubrey, sometimes when it comes to IELTS, we think about the potential that this could actually make the difference between you know, not getting the score we need and getting the score we need. There's a big difference between a six and a seven. And at the end of the day, it could mean you either get to go to your target country or you don't. Just adding something like this could push you over that edge into that seven. So I love it. I love how important this is. Yes, exactly. I'm so glad we were able to share this episode and to give you guys a little glimpse of what is happening over on All Ears English that you're missing if you're not subscribed to that podcast. So right now, guys, go wherever you listen to podcasts, search All Ears English, look for that yellow square. You'll see Lindsay and Michelle and be (laughs) sure to subscribe. Follow All Ears English so you don't miss those four new episodes every week. Exactly. Everything we do on all of our podcasts, but especially on Allers English, is focus on connection, not perfection. So we're going to show you how to connect with that examiner. And then once you get to your target country, get your score, how to connect with people in your lives, your neighbors, the people in your lives. Guys, there's a lot of people listening to this podcast. This show gets 8 million downloads a month. So you will be in very good company if you come over and join us. (laughs) That's right. You know, a podcast is amazing when it gets that many downloads a month. It's amazing. It's amazing. So go and check it out, guys. We'll see you over there. And Aubrey, thanks for uh, hanging out with me today. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today, Lindsay. We'll see you next time. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.